0: You're listening to Cam's Talk, a podcast brought to you by the service users and professionals from East London NHS Foundation Trust. A podcast where you can hear us discuss, debate and challenge issues around child and adolescent mental health in the UK.
1: Good afternoon and welcome to the latest edition of CAMS Talk podcast. Um, I'm Nikki Scott, I'm the CAMS Participation Lead for Bedfordshire and Luton. And I'm here today with colleagues from across the county to discuss the Diagnosis Support Pack that we've been working on for the last nine months. So we have Lydia. Hi, Lydia. Hi, Nikki.
2: Uh, My name is Lydia. My role is Co-Production Lead at Bedfordshire Children's Community Health Services.
1: Thanks, Lydia. And we have Dr. Omashakin. Hi, Nikki. Um, I'm Dr. Francesca
3: Omashakin. I am a consultant community paediatrician based at the Edwin Lobo Centre in Luton. I'm also the uh, lead for our autism services.
1: Lovely. Thank you so much for joining the conversation. And we have Tabs. Hi, Tabs.
4: Hi Nikki. So I'm Tabs Tabasa Mercer, and I'm the co-production lead for Luton Children's Community Services.
5: Thank you and welcome. And next we have Sonia. Hi Sonia. Hi Nikki. I'm Sonia. I'm from SNAP Parent Care Forum, and I'm a participation officer.
1: Thank you and welcome, Sonia. And next we have Donna Marie. Hi. Hi Nikki, I'm Donna Marie. I'm a parent
6: of a newly diagnosed child with a neurodiversity and I'm also the chair of Luton's Parent and Carers Forum.
1: Lovely and welcome to the meeting and last but definitely not least, hi Kerry.
7: Hi I'm Kerry Rennie and I'm chair of Bedford Borough Parent Carer Forum.
1: Lovely, thank you. It's so nice to all come together again to celebrate the Diagnosis Support Pack that we've been working on for such a long time. So I'm going to come to you first, Tab. So um, how did the
4: idea for the Support Pack come around? So we spoke to lots of parents, Nikki, uh, and carers and families who have used community paediatric service, and they told us about their experience of their journey towards a diagnosis. They explained that it's a long and challenging journey, and then when they finally receive the diagnosis, it's really overwhelming for them. They even compared the feelings to that of a bereavement. Um, So they said that, you know, the advice and guidance they receive at the appointment along with the diagnosis, it's just too much for them to process at that point in time. Um, so we asked them you know, what would help them and support them. And some of the feedback was um, having information, support and guidance in short videos. So rather than lots of uh, written information as their sleep deprived parents, um, the short videos are better for them. One parent had a vision that we worked with as, of having an infographic to explain what the process um, of what to expect at the appointment, how to prepare for the appointment would be. And that would really help them have some resources as well. Um, Signposting to resources and videos to celebrate positives of neurodiversity, and also some support and guidance on how to manage practically on a day-to-day basis. So the parents and carers told us that having all this information in one place, when they can access it, when they're ready, when they've had an opportunity to understand what the diagnosis means for their family and the impact of it, would really help them. Um, and also just to add that the community paediatric service. They also recognised this because they were delivering the diagnosis and they saw the impact on the families within the room and how they'd come back maybe days or weeks later with lots of questions on the information. So they also wanted to create a support pack. Um, so together with the neuro, with neurodiverse children, young people, parents, carers, our parent care forums that are here today and lots of professionals, we put a working working group together. Um, so, we've got collective expertise across Luton, Central Beds, Bedford Borough, local authority, education psychologist, um, is yourselves <laughs> in mental health, um, and charities. And over the period of the last 12 months, we've created together or co produced this multimedia support pack
1: it's fantastic and you talk you you talked there about how difficult it is and I can only begin to imagine you know I think it's we all know that when you're attending a medical appointment sometimes you don't take in that information do you and quite often you know you you come up with all the all the questions that you should have asked when you've left the room so um and you mentioned as well that there the the resources are, are available in lots of different um formats aren't they so Lydia do you want to tell us a little bit about how um what's in the actual diagnosis support pack that parents and carers can access
2: yeah so uh, the diagnosis support pack um really is sort of a one-stop shop for all collective um Information, resources, expertise in one place. Um, so, as tabs reference, it's very multimedia. There's uh, downloadable resources, infographics, animations, videos. There's even some articles written by young people and a fantastic rap written by one of our amazingly talented young people, all about neurodiversity. But yeah, it's very sort of interactive and creative. Um, Within the pack, there are 14 different work streams or topics, should I say. So these topics are broken down. So uh, anyone using the pack can sort of click into it as and when they need. And that is uh, ranging on um, anything from sleep to medication to what to expect and how to prepare for an appointment. Treatment, um, to uh, speech, language and communication needs, uh, sensory processing, um, and also things like the positives of neurodiversity, um, which was a really important part of our project um, that we'll come to in a bit more detail uh, later, I think. Um, but what's good about the website is there's um, a really good recite tool, which means the website and the pack is very accessible. So um, within the website, you can click uh, a little flag along the bar at the, the bar at the top um, and it will translate the page into lots of different languages. Um, it can also read those, uh, read it aloud to you in different languages or, or in English, um, and do things like sort of make the text bigger, um, do easy read versions. Um, so the idea is that it would be really accessible to, to lots of different people. Um, And also it's important to us that not everyone will have access to the internet or feel confident using the internet. Um, And therefore everything within the pack is um, downloadable and printable. And we are um, ensuring that at the point of reference, uh, referral, sorry, the practitioners that will recommend the pack uh, will ensure that people have the ability to um, use the internet to access that. And if they don't, um, then they will be able to download and print resources off that. the person will need,
1: that sounds fantastic and it's really great to hear actually that it is available in so many different formats in different languages beverage is obviously a very diverse community we know not that not everybody has access to to social um, media or maybe wi-fi connections so the fact that they can have hard copies of, of it as well and that we it's available in different languages sounds fantastic so um I'm going to come over to our parents in the room now. So I wonder if you can tell us. Um, you've obviously all been through this journey yourselves with your um, sons and daughters. Um, can you tell us, Kerry? I'm going to come to you firstly. Why? Um, what benefit do you think this can bring to families? Why? Why was it so important for you to get involved in this project?
7: I think getting involved in this project was so important because um, families as said at the beginning families go to these appointments unaware of this system unaware of what to expect from an appointment or what what they will be asked of that will be meaningful to get the right diagnosis and resources for their children so I think them getting um, this resource pack being able to be taken away looked at at their own ease is so important Uh, Many of our members have told us repeatedly that this was something that they felt quite anxious about. They were unsure about um, and having conversations outside of these meetings with education or other settings, this allowed them to be able to talk the same language and understand the pathway more.
1: Thank you. Thanks, Kerry. Um, and it sounds like it's something that's been desperately needed for a long time, which is why it's so amazing that, you know, we are going to be launching this really shortly. Um, so, Sonia, I'm going to come to you. There were there were a lot of people involved in this project, weren't, weren't there? We were talking earlier about the people that we had in our virtual room because this has all been produced virtually. Um, we had, obviously... Representatives from CAMS, Children and Adolescent Mental Health Services, Educational Psychology, we had Autism Bedfordshire um, in the room, as well as our parent carer forums who were, you know, gave such a huge contribution to this. Um, So it really was um, a truly co produced resource that we've worked on here. So, um, how important is it? to you at SNAP that documents like this and resources like this are co-produced?
5: Oh, it's really important. Uh, co-production uh, is definitely sort of part of the code and the way that we all work. Uh, so co-production refers to the way that services, pro- service providers and families work together to reach a collective outcome. Um, and it's really important to have co-production uh, to help improve the experiences for families when they use different services. Um, And parent care forums have the voice in the families, ensuring that that at the end it's sort of the result is fit for purpose. And an example of this would be a uh, sort of language that we use. So sometimes there's lots of jargon, which is really difficult for parents to follow. And they've got to learn the jargon as well, which is complicated at times. Uh, so sometimes we use words uh, specifically all the way through, um, which is what we've done. So we use neurodiversity through, instead of neurodevelopmental disorder. And it's an, that's an example of what we can do. So it's picking up on those very small things actually that make a big difference to help parents understand
1: absolutely and I think as you mentioned how important co-production is and actually it's important right from the very start of the whole process isn't it there's no point in you know bringing parents and carers and and young people into it halfway along the project it's really important that we're that you're involved right from the start and that we get it that we get it right because this resource is for you so it's so important that that actually you know it's a work document and this is this is a growing resource pack this is going to be added to constantly um so Francesca I'm going to come to you now I wonder if you can tell us as a clinician who was involved in this project um what was it like to work so closely with parents and what was your experience of being part of this project? Um, so it was great, actually,
3: <laughs> the bottom line. It was really wonderful. Um, I guess it was, it was all about listening. Um, we listen a lot to parents and families all the time, but with a specific, we're trying to make a diagnosis. But actually in this regard, outside of the clinic setting, it was really important to hear what the parents were saying in their own words about not just, what well, we got the diagnosis, but the journey towards it during and afterwards. And the things that made a difference to them um in a way that in a busy clinic you you just choo, 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 choo. so you, you, you didn't have that time so it was lovely to have that time to do that and really listen to what was important to families and and have an understanding actually what might be important to me as a clinician is slightly different to what is important as a parent and it's important to, for them to have that voice for me to listen process that and feed that feed that into the process and also feed that back to my colleagues as well um so yeah, that was, that, was, that was the really important thing and a bit like what everyone else has said on the call. Um, language really matters. What you say, how you say it, when you say it, it's really important. And again, we're, language is an evolving thing anyway. So we are using different terminologies to reflect how people feel about the labels that are put on them. So it's not about the person giving a label, it's about the person receiving it. So it's really important to understand, well these are our rules and things about this, but actually we kind of have a bit of flexibility about it and use terms that reflect true breadth of challenges, strengths, all of the things that are happening to children and families. So it was really, that was that was really eye-opening. Um, it was nice to be empowered as a clinician to know that, but also then pass that on to families to empower them to say, actually, you have you have a stake in this narrative. You're the most important part of it. So yeah that was that was a that was one of the really good things about it that you don't normally kind of do in your day-to-day working life because it's, it's just a slightly different focus
1: thank you and i I get that feedback quite a lot actually from um when clinicians join the the meetings that I have with young people that they really actually you know to them it's just it just allows them to a completely different perspective and it's it's quite um it's quite eye-opening for them you know whether that's talking in you know in that space with parents or talking in that space with young people it's so important isn't it to put yourself in somebody else's shoes and see you know what it's like from their point of view um and we've talked about how difficult it is to um, to receive a, a diagnosis and it can take a very long time, can't it, for families to, to reach that point. But actually, we've also mentioned celebrating the positives of of neurodiversity and that's something that we all felt it was really important to include in this pack um so there's a whole section in there and Kerry I know that yourself and your son were involved in that section weren't you do you want to tell us a little bit about that
7: Uh, yeah I think it's really important especially because my son is now um Uh, Seventeen. So therefore, we've been on this journey quite a long time. So it was good to have that reflection of actually how far uh, a child that has this need uh, can come with a few changes. And then having him speak about his experience, I felt was um, eye opening even for myself of how he saw himself now and how he saw the journey. So I think it is good for us to have that even as parents to listen to the children's perspective, because sometimes I think we people see us as one, but actually we both have different perspectives because we're looking in at different directions. Um, But having been able to hear him and hear how he went through school and, you know, how he, he saw it as now his gift, even though it had been a bit bumpy in, in times and and getting to know himself, which even if you don't have neurodiversity, you've, you've still got to get to know yourself. And it's it's a a period in your life so I think it it all feeds into that positivity and and hearing about the other positive stories.
1: It's always great to have the family pet join in this conversation (laughs) they're definitely regulars at our meetings
7: sorry um no but yeah so 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 he's got an opinion as well and um but yeah so I think um it, it is the positivity is is something that I really think we need to push um especially for families that are starting this journey now um because I think it is quite daunting because when I first started it felt like we were being given a bit of a death sentence and everything was going to be hard and as I've gone through this pathway myself yes there are and you do have to empower yourself but I think there is a lot of positives and, and they are very unique in their ways.
1: Absolutely. And everybody's story, everybody's journey is going to be different. Donna Marie, you mentioned at the outset that you're, um, you have just received the diagnosis, haven't you, after quite a lengthy battle. So I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about that and how useful this pack might have been to you on the journey that you've been through.
6: Hello. Yes, Nicola, thank you. Um, Yeah, I mean, being part of it was actually really, really. you know, when I first went into it, it was to represent the parents and the things that um, we may need to bring to the table and add into the pack. But obviously, being on the journey myself, it was helpful to interact, one, with the clinicians, two, with parent carers um, from across the um, rest of Bedfordshire, but also So um, all that I learned from the vast amount of information that's in the pack, I was learning so much. I mean, you know, I'd done a lot of research myself about neurodiversities and that's why I'd asked for the referral for my son. But, um, yeah, going through the different areas, the different ways that... um, the strategies that there are to support children and family members um, was really, really helpful to be part of. So that was almost like a bonus um, that I received by being part of the project.
1: How do you hope, Donna Marie, that parents and carers in, in Luton, which is the area that you represent, how do you hope that they will benefit from this pack? Well, the fact
6: that we can dip in and out of it um, between appointments, I think, is really, really important and helpful because it means that you don't need to try and cram all the information in at once. Um, And then the fact that there are lots of ways that the information is presented. So you've got the videos, we've got text as well. So, again, the parents um, that we've spoken to have been really, really um, happy that that is something taken into consideration because that's come up in a few of the conversations um the fact that there's such a vast range of information means that it's helpful to access as and when an issue for example sleep there may be changes in a sleep pattern so we can then go into that resource at the time that we need it and another example is kind of the mental health section so as our children are experiencing changes maybe you know starting a new school we're all starting new you know a new school year for example in September it means that you know you're able to then go into that section and find strategies and you know other ways that other people can suggest in that actual place and then thirdly was the fact that you know we've got a quite a lot of families have got even a diverse mix of family and friends, you know, around their actual child. So the fact that there are sections like the positives of neurodiversity, it means it's helpful to share with other people um, to hopefully lift some of the negative connotations around conditions. So yeah, it's a really, really helpful resource. And I'm sure in all of those ways, and so many more, our parents will be able to benefit from it.
1: And I think you've raised such an important point there, Donna Marie, it's not just for the parents, is it this, you know, this will be so helpful for, um, you know, aunts, uncles, grandparents, siblings, I think will be amazing. I mean, we've had a um, uh, a whole range of young people that have been involved in this of differing ages so actually there's literally something in there for everyone and we're hoping also that you know there'll be professionals that will really benefit from this as well so it's it's for everybody involved around around the child and Donna Marie I know that the Luton parent carer voice is quite a new parent carer forum isn't it how many members do you currently have
6: Yes, it is. So in the five months, obviously a month of that has been mainly the school holidays, but just under 100 parents are actual members of the um, forum now. So that's been a brilliant uptake, actually.
1: It really has. So, you know, that's... So between the three boroughs in Bedfordshire, you know, we're going to be promoting this through the parent care forums, but actually promoting it in lots and lots of other ways. Um, Lydia, do you want to tell us a little bit about how we're launching the Diagnosis Support Pack? Yeah, so, um, I mean, there's a lot of sort of work and
2: um, collective expertise that have gone into the PAC, so it's really important to us that it is um, really well used and well accessed and it really sort of does its job in terms of providing support to families. Um, So, as mentioned, the PAC will be hosted online, but it will be, um, in the first instance, shared across all of the local authority local office. Um, which is sort of the directory of uh, families with um, special education needs and disabilities to find what's going on and what can support them in their local area. So it'll be across all three, um, across Bedfordshire and Luton. Uh, It'll be shared um, with our stakeholder organisations, so yourself at CAMS, uh, in lots of other places. And then we have a big, um, quite an intense um, marketing uh, and sort of promotional um, plan for our communications. So we want it to be accessible and used by all of the schools, throughout all of the local authorities. Um, And then, of course, absolutely used um, across all of the sort of the health services. So when you come for an appointment, all of the doctors are very sort of familiar and happy to recommend and promote the use of the pack.
1: So it's really about making sure that everybody involved and 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 around young people who receive a diagnosis or have and and have special educational needs are aware of this document and know how to access it and know how to promote it to parents Um, and I'm going to talk a little bit now about how we've had our young people involved because obviously our parent care forums have been a really key part of this but so have our young people and um Lydia and Tabs and myself have really sort of um tried to ensure that we've got a diverse mix of young people that have spoken um I myself had um three of our young people four of our young people actually that we work with that were involved in making the videos um, where they talked about the positives of neurodiversity from their perspective um and I know we had one young person speak about her superpower um and there's a lovely montage of those videos that's available to see but we also Lydia you referred earlier to some articles that our young people were involved in in writing as well so one of our young people wrote a fantastic review about weighted blankets which is something that young people with neurodiversity find really helpful. Tabs do you want to talk about, a little bit about how your young people in Luton were involved in this
4: project? Yes of course so we've got the Young Voices of Luton which is a group of young people with special education needs and disabilities um, that are age 15 and over living in Luton um, and they've been actively involved. I meet with them every two weeks um, on a Friday afternoon at time to suit them at the end of the week. We will relax and come together and discuss different issues and topics that are important to them. So as we've created different resources and uh, information and animation and infographics throughout this project, they've always been taken back to that group, to the group, the Young Voices of Luton, and they've reviewed them, have, uh, contributed their views and opinions on that as well. So they've been actively involved and really excited to, to see the launch of the panel coming together now
1: brilliant and um Lydia you came along to we set up some workshops didn't we with our young people where we worked on um the jargon buster pack which was um a really important part of that somebody earlier referred to the use of language and how difficult it can be so do you want to talk a little bit about that Lydia
2: yeah absolutely so um people that are familiar with the journey of a neurodiversity or a diagnosis or probably any sort of clinical diagnosis knows there's there's lots of jargon and complicated words um and so it was quite an important part of the um of the pack and I think it was something that was identified very early on you know when we all came together and we all sort of hashed out exactly what should be included um it was something very early on that was important as a bit of a sort of um you know almost like a, a dictionary to terms of um you know, a glossary of terms so people can sort of easily use the pack and, and and it will support them to understand their processes going forward but yeah it was fantastic working with young people and and that language is uh, is a really important um element of of the pack and and when you're co-producing something um obviously the aims of co-production is that it's really truly fit for purpose and it's suited to the needs of the the person that's using it and some of the conversations with young people and both parents have um, really um, sort of adapted and enhanced our language so that it can be um, the pack can be sort of empowering and positively focused so for example we had quite a discussion with with both the young people and the parents that um, for example in clinical terms um, you might say a neurodevelopmental disorder and that's language that our clinicians and our doctors are very sort of comfortable Um, and would frequently use whereas the families and the young people's themselves um, felt strongly that that was a bit negatively uh, angled and sort of something more positive and empowering would be using the term neurodiversity instead of neurodevelopmental disorder so that's something you'll see throughout the pack.
1: Absolutely. And um, Francesca, do you um, want to talk about some of the um, work streams that you were involved in, in the pack? Was, there was a section about what to expect at appointments, I think, wasn't there?
3: Yeah, so um, this came up when we were talking about the journey after diagnosis. One of the parents said, but actually before the appointment and before the assessment, I didn't really know what was going to happen, so... It would be useful if we could work on how to support parents who are just beginning. Um, so I was sort of working with parents and the co-production team to look at, okay, well, what do we need to know? And so we sort of sat down and thought about so you're you know, you have a child who has lots of strengths but also some challenges, and you want to understand the whole picture. How does it work? What happens? And I think as Taft was saying at the beginning, one of the parents were actually. What I would find useful is an infographic, something that shows me what's the journey, who do I see first, who do I speak to, what happens after that, what can I do next? If I need to go back a step, what happens next? What happens when I go forward? So we started off with that premise of, well, we need to have a a really sort of visual representation of what happens. And then within that, we then started the conversation of, well, who does the referral? And what happens if the referral is not accepted? What happens when the referral is accepted? What do you do while you're waiting? What information do I need to gather beforehand what do I need to say at the appointment what can I say at the appointment what do I do at the appointment what do I do with my child at the appointment What well, the this is so all these things that you know as I was saying the conversations that you have with families you don't have that conversation in the clinic it's okay little Johnny has little you don't know what has been going on in the, in the mothers or the fathers or whoever's head beforehand and so that was the opportunity to have that conversation this is what happens in your head this is what we need to know because our stress and anxiety is up here before we get to the door it would be nice if we could get it down here so you know what's going to happen. So, we, so we've so we created, so we have the infographic, um, which has a visual representation of the journey. We have some information about why you might be referred. So some of the different conditions that um, we will be thinking about looking at assessing, we have a little bit of information there and what happens in the assessment on a very broad sort of um, perspective. We have some information about um you know information that we would want to gather before the appointment so As every parent will know, you have a lot going on in your head beforehand. And actually, if you have a chance to write it down, at least formulate what your main worries are and the positives as well, what your child is really good at. Sometimes being able to write that down before the appointment is really helpful because it adds a structure. I mean, as a clinician, you know what you're going to ask, but that's not the same as a parent wanting what you want to tell. It's very different. What you want to tell is not the same as necessarily what you're going to be asked. And also we created something for the children. So for the children who are at an age and a stage that they can write things down that they are comfortable, We've also got because of their voice as well. So, if they have something that they want to ask or tell us about themselves, we've also created that for them to complete before the assessments. We've created a video um, with um, the parents um, to, to kind of again have this really visual, audio visual example of what would happen at your appointment, who you would see, what room you'd go to, what the building looks like. For a lot of families, they want to know more. Where am I actually going? Can I park? What does the building look like? Can I change the nappies? Can I bring toys? So all of those things are put there, including, of course, frequently asked questions. So it's a way of just taking away that barrier, that unknown before you even started with what, what am I looking at what do we need to do next so hopefully that will help parents in that part of the journey so that's 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 a bit that I've worked with with families it was it was just a lovely project and a lovely journey to go on actually really nice
1: yeah it really does sound it and i know from the feedback i have from young people is that they're the things that matter to them they want to know what you know where they're going and what it's going to look like so that is so important and donna marie you were nodding away at that bit all through um francesca's um talk there so obviously that's something that that you've experienced as well as a parent and with your young person Yes, it is definitely yeah so tabs what next then when when are we gonna have this pack available for our families
4: So we're currently in the process of a peer review. So everybody that's been involved in the project are reviewing different sections. A bit like you said, you've just received some feedback from your young people. We're bringing that together to kind of perfect and hone that actual pack now. Um, So we'll have a soft launch over the the coming weeks um, with a hard launch later on in the year, which we're hoping there'll be some kind of um, physical event as well uh, where people can attend and learn more about the pack. But as it happens at the moment, it will be more of a a virtual launch on social media. Next steps, when we first started the project, the parents had so many different ideas. Can we have a pack for young children? Can we have a pack before diagnosis? But, you know, we had so many ideas and it's so creative, but quite overwhelming. So let's just decide the scope of the project work with the after diagnosis aspect of it and then the next steps we'll be looking at before you get to diagnosis focusing on that and pre-assessment and then hopefully um, even looking at what we've already got within the pack and siphon that off a separate pack for younger children and siblings um, so yeah there's, uh, the future is looking very exciting um, and hopefully we'll bring everybody back together to, to create new versions of the existing pack and um, provide more support to families, and and uh, relatives and all the people around the young people with neurodiversity
1: brilliant that's absolutely brilliant um it'll be really nice to you know for anybody listening to this podcast you know it'd be really great to to be able to gather some feedback from them and um and if anybody would like to be involved in sort of the ongoing development then please reach out to us Um, i know that we'll be including contact details for all of the organizations um details as to how to access the parent carer forums, which I know so many parents find are an invaluable resource. Um, Alongside all the professionals that are around them, it's so good to 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 actually be able to link up with other families that have been through similar circumstances. I think it's so important, isn't it? And Donna Marie, I'm sure that within a few months you'll you'll be doubling your figures um, as word gets out around Luton that the the Parent Carer Forum is available there for them. Um, So I'd just like to to get any final thoughts from anybody who, um, who just wants to share what it's been like. And their journey, um, supporting um, the development of this resource. Sonia, um, anything else that you'd like to add?
5: Thanks, Nikki. Um, we just really hope that parents find, you know, the pack really useful. Um, and yeah, do feedback because it's always every pack or anything that gets put out into, into the public domain um, it will always be updated and worked on. And that's, that's the important part, actually, to keep it relevant. So please always feedback about services, especially to the Parent Care Forums. We're always very interested. Thank you very much.
1: Thanks, Sonia. That's brilliant. Kerry? I
7: think Sonia's covered that off really well. I think it's really important that everyone... Um, as a look at it, um, not just parent carers, but also like extended families and people that work with our children. Thank you.
1: Thanks, Kerry, and thanks for part, being part of this conversation today, Donna Marie.
6: Hello. I just want to take this moment just to encourage parents and families, and you know, young people who um, may have neurodiversities, to trust in the professionals that you know that are working with them, because you know it. It is something that we hear sometimes that sometimes because of the experiences people have, they may, um, you know, the trust levels may go down. But being part of this project has really shown. And like Dr. Francesca said, you know, the professionals, sometimes if they don't do certain things, it might be because they haven't thought about it. So, you know, Luton and, you know, across Bedfordshire, there is some brilliant work like this and brilliant projects which really just enable there to be that link and close in the gap. Um, between those things. So, you know, it's just something to be like a, you know, like a a silver lining, you know, that these positive things are happening and they are getting out there and they are really valuable and can help us. So um, thank you. I just want to say thank you and um, trust in in what we've got going on.
1: Thanks, Donna Marie. And I think that's really important to mention. There there can be a lot of negativity around, you know, just how difficult the journey is. But, you know, in Bedfordshire, we are working really hard um, to, to encourage co-production and to invite parents and carers and young people from, you know, from whatever background, from wherever they are to be involved in these projects. Um, Lydia, I know that, you know, we're all extremely passionate, obviously, the three of us all work in co-production and it is very important to us that we we're including people's voices isn't it
2: yeah absolutely um and from the work that we do sort of um getting out and about meeting lots of different parents young people professionals um doctors nurses clinicians um there's so much sort of um expertise um collectively amongst us all um and there's sort of parents that have been on their journey for you know 10 plus years um and then there's sort of you know the specialist nurses that have got little tips and tricks and 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 it just sort of spirals and then um, the aims of this this Project and this group was to bring that all together in one place so that someone new on their journey sort of could share in that wealth of expertise. Um, so, I really, really just wanted to thank everyone that's been a part of the project from um, both the parents with all of their expertise of um, parenting a child with neurodiversity to, to the clinicians with their sort of expertise um, as well. Just thank you everyone for sort of coming together and joining in with that and um, sharing a lot of your expertise and, and time and energy into delivering that
1: and Francesca parting words from you um,
3: yeah a big thank you really to the co-production team for making this happen and listening is just I just can't I don't even have the words to say how important it is to listen to people to say this is what we need this is what we want and I've I've been really impressed in meetings where at some point um either Lydia or Tavs would say stop and, and ask the parent is, does this what you need to hear How does it it mean? What does it mean for you? What do you you want to say? How do you want it to be said? And that's just so, it's so important. It's so empowering. It tells parents and families, you have a voice, you are listened to in a way that, like we said at the beginning, sometimes the experiences have been negative, but I think this is so important and it's, it feels really obvious, but actually it doesn't happen in a lot of places. So it's really great that this is happening within our trust and our services. And I hope going forward, we can continue and we can learn. And it can be that bridge between, all of us because actually there isn't really a gap really we sort of there's these superficial gaps but actually we're all we're all on the same page and we all want the same things it's just making sure that we are we are coordinated and you know doing this together so yeah it's just a a big thank you for your work and to
1: continue really thank you and tabs.
4: I guess um, my final message to everyone really is: so whoever's watching this podcast today, we've worked on this uh, and we've been on this journey for twelve months, and it's amazing collaborative work across geographic boundaries and professions and experts by experience. The the task now, the challenge now, is to bring it to life. So all of this amazing information sits on 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 the on a website. But I'm asking you today, so just share it, share it as far and as wide as you can, because you don't know who you might be helping and where they might be on their journey today. And it might be a lifeline for them. So I think it's incumbent upon everybody within the working group and everybody watching this podcast, share it, spread it like kindness, like confetti, just, just throw it around everywhere. I think I think it'll land somewhere and it will help someone somewhere along the way. So that's, that's my request of whoever's watching this, this podcast today.
5: That's
1: lovely. I love that phrase. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you to everyone today for joining this conversation. It's been really good to um, to celebrate, actually, all of the work that's gone into this really, really important project. And I'm sure um, people across families and young people across Bedfordshire are going to be so pleased to be able to access um, this amazing wealth of resources that have been put together so thank you to everyone for um for joining in today and um take
0: care you've been listening to cam's Talk, a podcast brought to you by the luton and bedford cams team and the luton and bedford service user participation group if you'd like to hear more from us just go over to camstalk.com and subscribe you can also subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts or any of the other platforms that you're using. Once you've subscribed, you'll get notification on your device every time we release a new episode. If you want to comment or share your views, you can contact us on Twitter using @cams_talk or you can send us an email using info@cams_talk.com. One last thing before we go. Don't forget to use the hashtag #cams_talkpodcast whenever you comment on social media. We'll speak to you soon.